It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Earlier, I had the opportunity to sit down with New Jackson State defensive back Isaiah Guthrie to talk about his year away from football, what swung him in the direction of Jackson State, and then also branding of collegiate players. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And now, of course, Sam Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives please do not forget the s on the end and today's episode is brought to you by bet online they have you covered this season with more odds props and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts and if you guys noticed on the youtube side of things i did not point at the graphic why not because i just didn't feel like it today but because i didn't want to make a fool of myself I got Isaiah Guthrie right here in the lobby waiting, and he's going to be talking about his journey to Jackson State and everything in between his transfer portal and today. And I didn't want him to see me mess up and not be able to point. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Isaiah on, and we're going to talk about this decision. First off, thank you for joining the show, and we're going to get to it, man. You decided to enter the transfer portal at the beginning of the season, which means you weren't able to play in 2022. Was there any point along this journey that you said, man, I wish I just would have entered the portal in the spring so that I could play this year? Definitely. Definitely. It, it was times where, you know, I, I spent, I spent, you know, quite a bit of time going through and being in my thoughts, um, went through different type of situations. You know, when you play football all your life, when you get that season off, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, I, I, I let my body heal. Um, but I also was in a space mentally where I had to fight other battles, um, being that I couldn't have that outlet of playing football. Um, so it, it, it was rough at first. Definitely was rough at first. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The situation that I was in was um, a difficult one to handle. Um, it's far more deeper than, than I'm able to talk about. Um, but just, just know it was deep for me and my family. You know, me, sometimes me and my mom spent, you know, hours on the phone just talking or minutes just crying, you know what I'm saying, going through it. But we got through it, and, and we're blessed for, for to have each other. And you talk about these battles, right? We won't discuss them, but the outlet. You had a year without football, and that seemed like that was your outlet. What replaced it? What was something that was, I guess, some way that you were able to get these feelings and get a, a distraction of sorts that wasn't football? Uh, it was twofold. So... Um, the first one was my son. So I had my son probably through this whole process. I had my son from Monday to, to Saturday, Monday to Friday. Um, and so he, he took up a lot of my time taking him to school, getting him back from school, making sure he's good um, through the nights and stuff like that. Um, but then also just going back to football and just being a fan again, 
you know what I'm saying? Being able to go to different football games, whether it's college or high school or my, my old high school or, or Little League games, Pop Warner games, you know what I mean? Just being able to turn back to the sport I love and just be able to sit there and just watch, you know what I'm saying? Literally just be a fan. Don't break nothing down. Don't don't see if this guy's doing something right. Don't None of that. Just be a fan and just watch good football. So what's that like? You've been a you've been a high level athlete for a while. You've been breaking down the game, studying film, playing, and now you get the chance to just step back and just enjoy. Was there an acclimation period for that? Was that weird to you? No, definitely, it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird. I mean, I spent some time in the, in the uh, in the stands. You know, people were like next to me, like, oh, like, what is this guy talking about? Because those first couple of games, I'm still breaking stuff down. Like he probably, he probably were in his. So they just like it, it just had to get to a point where I'm just watching the game and enjoying the game. Yeah. So let's get into the the decision, right? Going to Jackson State. You are a high profile recruit. When you go through your first year, you get labeled a top 50 HBCU prospect. A lot of people with your praise would have entered the transfer portal and went to an FBS school. Not only did you not go FBS, your top three were HBCUs. Was this a conscious decision that I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to be an HBCU athlete. Definitely. Definitely. Without a doubt. Um, the HBCU culture is second to none. The environment is second to none. Um, the, the, the people, the coaching staffs, the way we play, um, the fans, the second to none. You know what I'm saying? Just think about that. When, when Alabama State went to go play UCLA, UCLA paid and made sure that their band came with them. Why is that? Because they know it's second to none. Um, they create a crazy environment and being able to play in that environment with all those people, um, with all that noise, with all that love for the game, for love for the people. One big family reunion. Second to none. Second to none. You mentioned the family reunion. And I once described it to somebody because as the host of Locked on HBCU, I have to touch on SWAC schools, MEAC schools, CAC schools, CIAA schools, schools that aren't even in an HBCU conference anymore. I touch on all of these schools and I described it to this guy as kind of a family with a bunch of different houses. Right. Every school is different, but it's still family. Why do you think this is the case? It's just the way we are, you know what I'm saying? We African-Americans, we're just so welcoming and loving, you know what I'm saying? We're going to love on each other, whether you you African-American or not, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was a story, in a story the other day about um, this lady who brought in an old man. He was, he was, he was outside in the cold, brought him into his house um, and came. Did I get lost? Hey, you got, we lost you for a second, but we got you back. You were telling a story about how this lady brought a man into her house. I think he was might have been homeless. You were telling that story. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't homeless, but he, he was an older man. And mm -hmm. uh, I brought him to his house and just showed him some love for a couple of days, um, contacted his family and all that. But that just goes back to the type of type of people we are. Like, we're just so loving. Um, we make everybody feel welcome. Um, and we just have a great time. Like, if you with us, we with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? us we with you and the moment we feel like you're not with us we still might be with you a little bit you know what i'm saying that's just how we are yeah and another thing you talked about you said uh just the way we play well there will be some people who would challenge you that Isaiah, they'll tell you that the miak and the swag they ain't the same type of football are you yeah. ready to you know what, what i'll ask you this what differences have you noticed from 
being a former Delaware State player in the MEAC and now going to Jackson State. You haven't played in the SWAC, but I'm sure that you've studied film. What differences have you noticed between the two conferences? Um, I think the athletes in the SWAC um, are, are a little different. They're a little more, they can do a lot of more things differently. But as far as football goes, like football is football, you know, I mean, you got good coaching staffs um, all in these different places. Um, and and for anybody who says any other thing, you can just go back to the MIAC swag game and realize that football is football. You know what I'm saying? Football is football. So as much as the swag is a great conference with a lot of more teams, the MIAC's a great conference too that, 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 that is up for grabs every single week. And so it, it, you got to come to play no matter who you play. Yeah, and going forward, we're going to talk, talk about your decision to go to Jackson State. Before I get into that, however, I want to tell you about NATSA. That's who today's episode is brought to you by. And this is a simple message. Do not drink and drive. I don't care how many times I have to say it a week before it finally gets through to somebody. It's a simple decision. I don't go out and drink and then get behind the wheel, right? I always hop a ride with somebody else before I get there. And if you don't, get a ride share. There's absolutely no shame. And picking up your car afterwards. If you have to pick up your car in the morning, it's way better than somebody having to pick you up from somewhere else. That's the way I look at it. So it's a simple message from me to you. Drive sober or get pulled over. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And to continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, we still have Isaiah Guthrie, new Jackson State Tiger. And now we have to ask you, of the top three, why was Jackson State the fit for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot to it. It's deep. You know, it's deep for me. Like I said, the environment was second to none. And I'm not going to – I ain't going to lie. I feel like Jackson State definitely had an up. Um, a, a hand up on the other team just because I was able to go down there and, and when they were actually playing. Um, but I mean, I love I love the coach the coaches there. I love the way Coach O and Coach TC made me feel. Um, it made my family feel um, when we were on the phone and when we were in person talking. Um, they 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 they're different down. I tell you that they're different down there in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and and the biggest thing that hit on me was. Talking to some alumni who, who, who went to Jackson, Mississippi, I mean, Jackson State, but don't even live in Jackson. Like, they don't even live in Jackson, Mississippi. And so talking to them, and, it was, and I'm just like, like, well, how many games are you able to make in a season? And it was like, yo, like, we don't miss a game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all don't miss a game? I'm like, dang, like, so y'all travel, like, every weekend for these games. And I'm like, well, why is that? And they just explained it, like, their love for the school and their love for the environment and their love for the team. And these are people who have no real connection to the team. Their their nephew doesn't play. Their son doesn't play. No, they're coming and just rooting on the team. You know what I'm saying? And that type of love is something that intrigues you. 
You know what I'm saying? It's something that you want to feel. Like, you want to have that love for your school. It's way bigger and deeper um, than the surface. And you talk about that family environment. When you look at Jackson State, when you look at the alum base and you look at the support they get from social media to in person, right? Because life ain't really all social media, but you see it in real life as well. Is that one of the reasons that you decided to you had to be a part of not only the Jackson State Tiger football team, but then the Jackson, Mississippi community almost immediately? Um, Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I understand that there's a lot that's about to go on in these next um, few months. A lot of people are looking for us to to slip or to fail in the sense yeah. of I'm his left. Well, is this really all him? You know what I'm saying? What well, is because of him? Uh, so understanding that, we have a lot of a lot of attention on us that's been built up in these last few years. And I, I mean, I'm I'm ready for the challenge. Um, I'm ready for the challenge. Um, and yeah, so something like that definitely intrigued me as well. And you talked about the challenge, the idea that people are going to slip. Yeah. Well, you decided to go even though Prime left. And there's a lot of eyes, not only on the outcome, but then also the process getting to the season. Why did you decide to go to Jackson State, even though the coaching changed happened? A lot of people would back out and say, you know what, I'm questioning myself if the head coach leaves, but you didn't. Um. I understand that a head coach is very important. A head coach is definitely important. But if you're going somewhere for the head coach, it should be because he is the coach and because he what he believes in this, that, and the third, and not because of who he is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people committed to Jackson because they wanted to be under those lights. They wanted to be in the cameras. They wanted Coach Prime. They wanted the Prime effect. They wanted that. Right. You know? But for me, it wasn't about that. Um, and so when he left, I was able to just say, all right, well, he's gone. Let's see who the next head coach is, see if he can boxes that I have and he was able to um exceed expectations I had for a head coach and so it was it was it was nothing to me like he left all right we on to the next now one thing that you do have at Jackson State that you might not have had as these other schools is Stevion Wilkerson a former teammate of your own what part did he play in your recruiting process and then also your final decision to go to Jackson State um, I mean, just just talking to him, you know what I'm saying, just talking to him, and I just asked some simple questions, like just about the program, about Jackson State, about Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and he just let me know his experiences um, as far as that goes. He never really said, like, yo, I want you here. Like, yo, like, you got to come, this, that, and the third. No, he was just like, yo, like, do what's best for you. Here mm -hmm. goes my Take it for, for what they are. Take it for how you feel. Um, and you can um, experience it on your own when you get down here. Um, but I mean, yeah, he definitely played a part in my, in my decision, um, being that I, I, I do have a guy on the other side of the board I could trust, um, to make some things happen for me. Um, understanding football, you just understand that the best, the best thing for a good defense is a good offense and vice versa. And so I know that guy can put some points on the board and keep us off the field a little bit. So I trust it and I trust him and I trust the staff. Yeah. And he never tried to persuade you just gave you information but was there any of those things that he said that either you kept in the back of your mind or maybe when you did arrive in jackson that you said oh now i see what he's talking about yeah i mean definitely that the, the, the environment you know what i'm saying being that we both played in the MEAC and being that we both played at delaware state um we kind of had a little different um environment you know whereas a lot of our fans was just parents in the stands you know and we just had to play like that so when he went there and he got that that feel, he was like, "Yo, like this is basically an FBS, if not bigger." 
you know what I'm saying, as far as environment goes. So that's definitely something that when you get here, you're going to understand. And when I got there, I definitely understood. And for those who are thinking about Jackson State, have been offered by Jackson State, maybe are committed, but have yet to sign to Jackson State, what's your message to them to tell them, like, this is the place that you need to be? I mean, just go ahead and talk to an alumni like I did. You know what I'm saying? Just talk, just pick one. You can literally pick anyone, a random one um, that's on Twitter because I know they're in their DMs blowing them up. Um, and that alone <laughs> show how much they care about and love on their their, their family. Um, but just talk to them, you know, and just ask them questions. Football is football. You know what I'm saying? Football is always going to be football. You know what I'm saying? Within a staff, you're always going to have one or two guys or one or two things that happen that you're probably not going to like. And you just got to go fight that adversity and get through it. Um, and grow from it. But when you understand that the things that are around that team, the town, the people, man, it's 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 gonna make it's I promise you it's gonna treat you so much you're gonna be like, you're like, I have to feel what they feel. I have to understand why they feel this way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's something different that goes down in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, but I mean I, I love I love I love them so much. Love them so much. And I don't even know them yet, but family to me, man. We family to me. And you said football is football. We're going to break down that sentence because I have a couple of football questions that I do want to ask you that aren't exactly Jackson State specific. Before we get into that, however, let's go ahead and take a quick break and continue with today's episode of Locked on HBCU. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We wrap up today's episode talking about football. Because football is football. That's what you've been telling me, right, Isaiah? Football is football. So if that's the case, your safety, I want you to build your perfect safety. In whatever way you want to do it with whoever you want to do it, what does the perfect safety look like? Um, For me, he's about, like, let's say, like, he's, like, 6'2". Okay. 6'2", 195, 190-ish. Um, Runs like about like a four three four two, but doesn't rely too much on his speed as he does his IQ. Um, IQ through the roof um, can lead his team, but also learn from his team. Um, very physical. Um, he's very tall, but he plays small and finishes tall. What I mean by that is a lot of the smaller corners they got to play differently because the wide receivers are bigger, so they got to be a, a lot smarter with their technique. And a lot smoother with their hips and their and their transitions and being aggressive at the line. And so that's what I look for in a, in a safety is being able to play small, but then finish tall and finish big. They're big. They use their their their, their skills and their natural abilities um, to go ahead and attack the ball uh, and defend well at the point of attack um, when the ball's in the air. Being able, I got you. Just being able to lead um, lead a team. I know a lot of things um go through the mike linebacker but also a lot of checks got to go through that safety and so that's where the iq comes in to understanding what's about to happen um understanding what, what what's going to happen and and how it's going to uh 
change what we're in. And so being able to understand that, dissect it, and make the play call. So of those traits, which one do you think is your biggest strength? If And what do you think is your biggest weakness as far? No, I don't do that. I don't want to get nobody no free game plan out here. Let them watch film if they want to see what they think it is. Of those things, what do you think is your biggest strength, the thing that you embody the most? Um, My IQ, definitely. Um, just watch if you go ahead and watch film on me, you'll see that a lot of the times I'm just in the right space at the right time. Um, and that's not that's not because it's luck at all. It's because yeah. I know exactly what that team's about to do when they're doing it, and I beat them to it. And so as it's it's purely just watching film, understanding what the offense is trying to do, understand the position that they're trying to get us in, and being able to to show them that I'm in that position and then get back into the position that's gonna help me out best to make the play. Yeah, you talk about smart safeties, man. When I think about smart safeties, one of the guys that comes to my mind, probably the guy that comes to my mind, is a now a coach at Bethune-Cookman, and that's Ed Reed. This was a move that I had been calling for, but I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, and it happened earlier this week. What are your thoughts on Ed Reed to Bethune-Cookman? Um, it brings a lot of it brings it brings a lot of attention, um, but you also got to understand there's a lot of people who came through the HBCU field who was all of famers and 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 did great things and um in the NFL, which he has, and I'm not going to take that away from you. But, we, I mean, there's a guy in Jacoby Jones who, who coaches at Alabama State who I got yeah. to meet talk with. Yeah. So um, a guy in Coach Eddie Robinson, guys, there's different guys across Coach Hugh Jackson, guys across the, the SWAC and HBCU football in general who are great coaches and have had great careers. Um, but I definitely think he's going to bring a lot of attention um, down there to Bethune cooking, which, and I think that they need that for sure, um, trying to build something back up. Your answer was very telling to me, right? You didn't talk about his game as a safety. You talked a little bit about the attention, but you didn't really talk too much X's and O's. Instead, you talked about how there have been a lot of people who have come through the HBC ranks who have had great careers. And it brings me to a conversation that we had before we even got on and started recording. And you said you consider yourself an advocate for HBCUs. And I think that answer is kind of an example of that. Why? Why, why is it important for you to advocate for HBCUs? Yeah, I mean, going to an HBCU, um, being at one um, early in, in my in my college um, years, I realized the lack of acknowledgement, the lack of understanding, the lack of resources, um, just a big overall lack, lack thereof, um, of, of different things. Um, and that's why I'm able to do what I do now um, because of my HBCU. Uh, HBCUs are, are, are second to none to me. I don't I don't see them as the little brother um, or anything like that. I see that we are superior in a lot of what we do um, and it needs to start being told that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually I mean, I hate to like I don't want to be misconstrued or anything, but I when, when they first dropped like the HBCU combine, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of against it because I'm like, bro, like we're good enough to be in the combine. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be a HBCU combine, a separate thing. Y'all don't have a PWI combine. You get right. what I'm saying, right? So I, that's I, that's just type of I, type of guy I am. Like man, like we we is good to be up there with with the best of them. So and we shouldn't be seen as a as a little brother or a a or like that we need a crutch or that we need this or that. No, I mean we just have we have a lack. You know what I'm saying? But what we make, but we definitely make up for those lacks in different aspects. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the HBCU combine. A before I even go any further, do you still feel the same way? Um, no, 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 I don't. I mean, it's good for HBCU athletes for sure. Um, understanding that, 
when you go to HBCU, if I'm an, if I'm a good if I'm good at my HBCU, I'm gonna go to the HBCU combine, right? And I get to be by all 32 teams, no matter what. Whereas if I'm DWI, we don't know how many teams is coming there to that combine. You know what I'm saying? You might you might get 10, you might get 15, just depending on who your team is, depending on who you are. And so I think it's good in that aspect for sure. Yeah, some I think I was talking to Steve Weich and he was breaking down like I was kind of the same way, like, why well, we gotta have our own. Like, yeah. can we not be a part of it? So I had that first initial thought as well. And the way he explained it to me was basically you go to the actual combine and a lot of times they get to pick and choose who they want to talk to. So you're there. Some, yeah. some scouts don't really want to look at the HBCUs. So you have this event so that nobody is overshadowed. But I had the same thought you did at the beginning of why, like, you know, so I was wondering if you still felt that that way, but, um, I'll let you out of here. I want to talk about, once again, this isn't HBCU or Jackson State specific, but I've heard some people not so happy with the idea of athletes promoting themselves and talking about what their decision is going to be, such as, oh, I got to get this many subscribers before I announce, or you get me to this number and I'll do this. Talk to me about the, the idea of promoting your decision before you actually announce it. Um, It's getting a fan base, you know what I'm saying? Anything good, especially in sports, is all about the fan base and getting them behind you um, and building a brand. I think that's big. That's key. Um, football players and athletes, whether you like it or not, we're not just that anymore. We're we're brands. I have a brand. I wear my brand. You know what I'm saying? It's different things we have to do now in order to be appealing to a to an NFL coach or do, be appealing to different aspects of the world. Um, you see a lot of guys who talked about only spending their um the, the the money that they made from their deals and not from the money that they made from their their um sports career or their contracts yeah. and so I think they do that by building their brand right it's certain things that we have to make especially in college athletes we have to be able to make money from all different other aspects of life because all our time for the bulk of it is spent on football so now we're able to build this brand through football Right and make and make different amounts of money, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok, or go ahead and get nil deals. We're making money off our brand now that we ha have built through football, the the thing that we gave our lives to. You know what I'm saying? So for you to say that this person shouldn't be looking for that is saying, well, that is kind of disrespecting the work that we put in. We put in so much work, and now we we're trying to finally being able to be compensated in some type way, shape, or form um, earlier than the league, and now that we're trying to do that. We shouldn't be doing it. Well, why is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's also a difference in generation. Most of the people I've heard complain about it are older guys. You know, like I'm 24. Not only are you guys doing, I see artists do it, you know, drop this many comments and I'll release a video, I'll release a song. And I also think the social media generation of sorts that we are, I almost feel like people who are a little bit older than that can't comprehend it. They think right. it's, just play football. Like, no, I, like you said, NILs are around, social media is around. I'm going to promote myself. I'm going to create a brand for myself. Right. I think that might be a big difference. Just age. Yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And who is Isaiah Guthrie? What is Isaiah Guthrie's uh, brand? Um, that's a hard question. I never been asked that my brand. It's just me really. Like I'm a family guy. Um, I love my family. I love people. 
I love being able to talk to people and understand where they come from and being able to sit across from a table um, and have a difference. And then just being able to see your side and you my side. We may not agree, but we see both sides of it. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm one for the people, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a guy who, and this plays a part in a while, hopped into the transfer portal, but I'm not a guy who, um, you know, some people come from all different, all different spaces. Um, me and my family, we was poor at an early age, but we was able to build ourselves up to be comfortable. Whereas I own businesses, my brother owns this, my sisters, my mom, we all good and comfortable. Um, and so I'm not a guy who, if football is over for me tomorrow, I'm going to be very sad because it's something I love, but I'm be able to make a way without it. Whereas a lot of people count on football and count on their sport and rely on their sport to make it out of their situation. And so when I, that's just on me that like, if I don't love or I don't believe in what's going on, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be able to play at my highest level. You know what I'm saying? So I got to believe in it. That's why being that, the coach was so big and, and then the environment was so big because like I got to be able to be able to thrive in that environment for me and my decision. Um, but that's just the type of person I am, man. And, and and again, man, I just love people. I love my son. Um, I love being a father. Um, and I hope to be a father father figure to, to, to the guys on the team, the younger guys coming in and just show them to, 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 to um, take care of your kids or also following your dreams. You know what I'm saying? I think that's not, I think that's not said enough. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can be a dad and a good dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think, and and just being that, I mean, this is a little off topic. I'm sorry. But no, just, do you think, man? I love it. I got you. Just being like, a lot of times, like when we when we growing up, um, we we couldn't, or even in college too, though. Like a lot of these coaches, like they spend so many so much time away from their families that where yeah, they're a father figure to us. But they not truly showing us how to be a good dad because they away from their kids. Like their kids ain't here, they ain't showing us. So I, I made it so big of a thing. Whereas I bring my son to games, I bring my son to practices, I bring my son to meetings, all different types of things. So my son got uncles all 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 across the you know what I'm saying, all across Dover, Delaware. You know what I'm saying? They, they, yeah. they, they, there's people all throughout the school who know my son. I don't even gotta be with my son, but they know my son. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the type of dude I am. Um, and what I look forward to um, being able to offer at Jackson State. I love that. I I don't think there's a better way to end that. The identity that you have created for yourself, the brand that you have created for yourself in the family environment. I think everything that you said, you said you didn't know how to explain it. You wrapped up everything. Like there's so many examples of your values in this interview. It was phenomenal. Guys, follow him on Twitter at Isaias Guthrie. That's E-S-A-I-A-S Guthrie, G-U-T-H-R-I-E. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter because he's not just a football player. He's a brand, but I appreciate it. We'll be back. It'll be the new year when we come back, guys. It'll be 2023. Y'all better still make us your first listen of the day every day. And for your second listen, hey, make sure you're checking out Peter Bukowski on Locked On Sports today, bringing in the national stories with the local experts and everything you need to know on a daily basis. In the meantime, in between time, you can follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives and my man right here at Isaiah Guthrie. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.